Hi everyone and welcome to the next episode in our Stay Connected podcasts. It's Louise Williams from Internal Communications. Hopefully you would already have seen and listened to our content in our first chapter telling the story of how, as a company, we responded to the COVID-19 global pandemic. In this podcast, we're exploring more on this theme of our second chapter, Business as Usual During a Crisis. And we have John Sellers, Head of Corporate Affairs, and Emma Jarrettive, Head of Business Solutions, with us today. They'll talk more on what changes we had to make to our business and, and how the press and market responded to our approach. So how do you think the first few weeks of our normal went with us all working from home, Emma? Um, hi there. Um, so I guess there are some some words that we could use, which we probably wouldn't use in a podcast um, around it being slightly crazy, bonkers, um, people finding their feet. Um, but I think what struck everybody is is the the can do and the willingness to just get on and make things work. Um, and that really shone through for me. Um, you know, we got everybody home safely and the team did an amazing job to achieve that. Um, and then, and then people had to find their feet at home, you know, when homes became um, workplaces, recreational space for small children and big children, um, mm you realized who it was you were living with and, and what they were really like. Um, all of these things that, that people perhaps, you know, you know in the back of your mind and yet the reality of it has been playing out in sitting rooms and kitchens throughout the UK um, has been happening for all of us. And, and I guess that's what's really struck me about LB is we've, we've remained positive. We've, we've kept that can do get on with it approach. And, and in doing that, we've, We've been able to still deal with our customers in an appropriate and professional way. We've been able to deal with each other in the same way. Um, and and, and that, that's a really positive thing, I think. Lovely. So, John, are you able to um, tell us a bit more about how um, everything went as a team and how you had to adapt? Yeah, thank you, Louise. I, for me, when I look back to March, I sort of see three phases. We had the initial crisis uh, where we very ha as a team very quickly had to switch to skeleton staff as VPN capacity was, was restricted and limited. And then there was a lot of adrenaline at, at, at that point. Um, it, was, it was really busy times, as, as Emma uh, mentioned earlier, and running on that adrenaline for, for two or three weeks. And then we moved into the second phase, which I'd sort of say is more like building back to, um, to more of a sustainable way of working. And, and for, those, for those first few weeks, as we got more people access to the network, we became quite inwardly focused, I think. So there was a lot of internal communications activity, uh, but for, to the outside world, we probably weren't saying very much because it was all just about gearing ourselves up and getting us, getting us able to continue that service to customers and, and advisors and then the third phase was more of a business as usual phase which we're still in now really I suppose and we that's where where we became more vocal externally um, making our voice heard in the market and I know we're going to talk about that a bit a bit later on but mm -hmm. that's really where we got back into the rhythm of running the business. Great. So, um, John, can you tell us more about how you think our people responded to the change? 
I think really well. I mean, if I think again about about our team, then we were used to working in a reasonably flexible way. We we're also used to working with people in other in other sites and other offices. So the fact that we weren't physically sat next to each other probably wasn't as much of a as, of a shift for us as it might have been for for certain other teams. Mm. But uh, I think that can do attitude that Emma mentioned that willingness just to, to do whatever it needed to continue to provide service to our customers our members and, and, and our advisors just just sort of served the business really well through those first few weeks um, and, and as, as a whole thousand plus bunch of people across the uh, across the business we adapted really well great and Emma how was it um, for you in working in your area I think as, as John said, we, like you guys, we're used to um, a flexible um, workforce in change. And we've got people who are in the office more, people who are in the office less, people in different offices. And um, we just found that our team as a whole just, just continued what we're able to continue doing. Um, what they needed to in order to deliver projects um, and, and just adapted around the things that were priority at the time. So thinking about, you know, the way John's described the kind of the phasing of, of crisis management, if you like, we, we did have to naturally stop some meetings or slow things down. Whilst if you remember the days when we didn't all manage to get access to the network or to conference calls and those kind of things. Mm. But, but after a couple of weeks, those things started to come back live again and people were just able to continue working slightly more flexibly perhaps around some some slightly different hours and around those of sponsors and steering groups and um, subject matter experts and so on but just to be able to get things moving again um, we did revisit what was priority um, we just did the checks and balances that were the right things to do then you know are we still we're still progressing the right projects and the right pieces of change for the business um, and then and then continued and that and that continues through to today um, you know people are are simply able to because we're all connected now and because everyone can sort of get in touch with everybody as and when they need to um, we're just able to to continue to work in the way that we always have except we just can't always see each other at the moment. No, so on the subject of that, looking back, did we have to make any like, really significant changes to our business change delivery? Not, not particularly, no. I mean, as I said, we did, we did go through the process of looking at what was in the change agenda for, uh, strategic change agenda for the year, make sure that um, it was still relevant and the right things to be doing. Um, and then um, just, it sounds really, it sounds really boring really, but we just carried on um, because that's what the business needed from its change team. And so that's what the team have done. Brilliant, okay. So John, can you tell us a little bit about, um, you know, what the market response was like and did we see any knock-on effects from, from anything that was happening? I think this was really interesting for me. Uh, those first couple of weeks, when we were getting used to, crikey, we're all we're all at home. How do we get people access to the network? How do we get phones to work? How do we um, 
how do we just just keep delivering the the, the, the business that we that we need to do was quite quiet um, but then we very quickly switched to being more proactive at, uh, in in, a, in the way that we communicated externally with both ad, directly with advisors and also via the, the media and I think this was in direct contrast to lots of our competitors who were really struggling to be able to handle calls uh, we, we've heard that several of them had to turn off their phone lines we never had to do that mm. and what, what I think was great was the fact that the as, as a business we continued to launch new initiatives and new developments and that gave us things that we could talk to the market about so if you think back there were things like the payment holidays and premium reductions on income protection the launch of new fixed term annuities products changing the equity release uh, valuation process to go online repricing of our pensions uh, and more recently enhanced children's cover on critical illness all of these all of these things delivered during a lockdown is, is, was phenomenal really um, but it gave us things that we could talk to journalists about and talk to advisors about and the, and that was that was a real contrast to many of our competitors who were very silent and very quiet because they didn't have anything to say I think that so that will stand us in really good stead as we come out of this and out of the um, the, the, the severe restrictions and, and, and business returns back to whatever the, the next normal is going to be like. We've built up a real bank of goodwill with advisors. Uh, and also, we've, as, as a PR team, we have done with journalists as well. We're seeing more journalists contact come to us asking us for comment because we were responsive and because we were active during those first few weeks when everybody else was hunkering down and not saying very much. Yeah, brilliant. Thanks, John. I think we can all say as colleagues that it's something that we can all be really proud of those first few weeks um is it's a really good news story and um yeah i think when you're hearing about other companies that perhaps hadn't reacted so quickly you know it's a really good thing to to say that you work for that company um so emma um do you think there are any changes as a result of lockdown that you'd like to see remain um <laughs> yes <laughs> i guess I guess so, so much of um, what we've been able to achieve, um, I think is, yes, you've got the, you've almost got the standard things, you've got the kit in front of you, you've got the availability of the systems, but so much of what we've been able to continue to achieve, what we've been able to continue to deliver for customers for the change agenda in our case and so on, is because is because people have continued to try to do the right thing, to, to work some strange hours in order to get things done, to, to focus on some clear goals. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, as John's described it, that, that we should all be proud of that, but we should make sure that we continue to to focus on those key goals and, and make sure that we understand what we've got to do in order to, to continue to move the business forward. Um, I think that relentless focus on doing what you've committed to do and delivering it, that's really stood us in good stead. Um, so that's one thing and at, at a kind of a business delivery level. Uh, I think in, in terms of for people, um, I suspect the ability to perhaps not flex in the completely mad way that many people have flexed, but to be able to flex some of their 
their working day um, will will be valued going forwards. I think what we have learned is by working differently, you can still achieve an awful lot. And um, I think that that feels like a modernisation. Um, and, and I would like it not to be an accidental modernisation that we then don't carry on with. Yeah, definitely. It feels like we, we have all plunged into the future, but I think we yeah. can all take some positives yeah, um, from absolutely. it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, brilliant. So, John, what um, changes would you like to see remain? I think I'll take a bit of a philosophical perspective on this. Um, and I think that for me, there's an opportunity here for for me and, and the people that I work with to rethink what the what the office environment is, is there for. Uh, we've proven that we can that we can all work uh, to a greater or, or less uh, extent from from home um, we can send emails we can make phone calls we can do we can do lots of we can do lots of our, our, our jobs away from a physical office environment so what what should that office be there for how can we make it more creative and more useful for us um, in, in terms of using it for more planning uh, activity or more development activity uh, both personal development or team development or, or, or just use it in a slightly different way rather than just using it to sit there for, for several hours a day um, sending out emails or, or, or answering the phone or things that you can things that you can do from home what what's special about an office what's different about an office and how do we make that work better for us Brilliant. Okay. Well, um, I want to thank you both for taking the time out to speak to us about this subject. I'm sure we could go on uh, talking about it a lot more. <laughs> um, but yeah, as I said earlier, it's great to see how um, we adapted so quickly um, to this crisis as a business um, and how people from all different teams um, and areas have really come together to ensure that we can provide a seamless service to our customers, um, members and our advisors. So, so thanks again. Um, if any of our listeners have an idea on what we could cover in future podcasts, Podcasts, please do get in touch with me via email or via the LV chat thread and we'll bring you another podcast very soon.